0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group, a weekly webinar. And today is July 27, 2020. So, we'd like to let you know that we have a special guest today, Nay East. She works. Um, For many years, in association with the Finturm group, she's a sustainability educator, a spatial planner, and a researcher. And her work spans the fields of cultural geography, urban ecology, and women's studies. And we'll be hearing from May after the meditation on the theme of co-evolving regenerative patterns from networks to zones of influence. So we look forward very much to hearing from May in a little while. So the work, as many of you know, is involved with introducing this planetary service of triangles to people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of triangles. And if you're interested, you can post your name in the chat box and hopefully two other people on the webinar will connect with you and privately share their email contact with you. You can also go to our website, triangles.org, and find out more information about this work, this planetary service. And also, we work together each week, those of us who are already members of Triangles, to come together and participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the planetary network. So it's a good opportunity for all of us to recharge our triangles batteries each week and to work together on the physical plane, which we normally don't do. We work etherically, visualizing a triangle of light connecting us with our two triangles partners or our multiple triangles partners, depending on how we participate in this work. And we visualize a lighted triangular network forming between the three of us and as we connect with each other soul to soul then we extend our alignment to all the other triangles workers throughout the world and there are many thousands working and we visualize that network pulsating with the energies of light and goodwill and then we close our work by sounding the great invocation which is a powerful world prayer that brings in the energies of light, love, and power into all open hearts and minds on our planet. So it's a simple daily service activity, and we encourage you all who are new to this work to find out more about it on our website. And so as we always do, we begin with a brief visualization, followed by a sounding of a mantra, which will appear on your screen. So let's just take a minute to link with each other and with the network acting as as surrounding a sphere of lighted energy. I'll visualize within that sphere a triangle. This is the triangle of the three planetary centers, Shambhala, the planetary head center, the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart, and humanity, the planetary throat center. Visualize the circulation of energies flowing in all directions around the triangle, merging and blending the three points, filling the triangle with light. Now superimposed upon that triangle, visualize a five-pointed star of indigo blue. This is the star of the world teacher, linking east and west, past and future, radiating the energy of love-wisdom. At each point in the star, the sphere of his activity stands as an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize the energies radiating forth from the center out through the five points of the planetary star. London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, restoring peace on earth. I don't know if the sound has improved for those of you who are having difficulty hearing. Is it any better now?
1: Okay, great.
0: Ancient people saw patterns in all things and details Tell them over long periods of time and therefore they developed the ability to correlate between that which lies above and that which lies below. And through this means they were able to become translators of mundane phenomena and correlate with events in the heavens. And so over the past centuries we've lost much of that natural ability not because we're any less capable of developing it but rather because we've not trained ourselves to do so. And so as we begin to train ourselves perhaps on a higher turn of the spiral we will be able to recover our natural abilities and tap into what's sometimes called straight knowledge which is the keynote of the seeker on the path. And one of the most interesting events that was of great um, appeal to the ancients, and also to many people today, is is an event that's occurring now in our heavens. Uh, in this entry point, uh, not quite entry point, but close to the entry point of our movement into Aquarius, it's quite natural that there might appear signs in the heavens correlating with the coming of this new age and the coming forth, as we're told, of the externalization of some of those who work upon the inner planes. It makes sense that there would be events to correlate with that. And so this event, as most of us would know, is the appearance in our sky at this time of a comet called Neowise, Um, Comets are not like planets, Uh, they're not like astrological configurations which we've been able to predict. They're they're very cyclic in their rhythms. Comets, on the other hand, are very unpredictable. Um, They're formed at the beginning of the solar system and they have very different elliptical cycles, orbits around the sun. The, uh, this this comet we're told Neowise, the last time it appeared to our view uh, here on our planet was some 6800 years ago and it will not be visible again until 6800 years from now so it has a long arc of activity um, but surely the perspective of those who work upon the inner planes is that perhaps they are um, using comets, perhaps they can help direct the energies of comets to give humanity an understanding of that which is going on within their realms. So comets um, appear in different parts of the heavens and the parts of the heavens in which they appear are very much related um, ancient astrologers believe, to the energetic field that's coming in through their means. And that's very interesting when we consider the influx of energy from this comet, Neowise, for it's pointing towards the northern point in the heavens, the northwest, in fact, and to that most important constellation from our planetary perspective of the Great Bear, and so many, would, many of the ancients said that pointing towards this constellation actually affirms more of a spiritual influx of energy into the, the rulers of the planet. And they didn't mean the temporal rulers. They meant the rulers on the inner side, what we would call the spiritual hierarchy. In fact, it's related to spiritual developments. Within that realm, perhaps um, the taking of higher initiations. And in the writings of the Tibetan, he speaks of the Great Bear as part of the major tri- planetary triangle. It's the first aspect, it's related to the Shambhala center, linking with the second aspect of Sirius and the third aspect of the Pleiades. So this is Shambhala. Sirius, interestingly enough, the Sirius full moon, the Leo full moon, is coming up um, just next Monday, a week from today. And then followed by um, the Pleiades, which are related to humanity. So this great triangle is being highlighted. It's head center, it's relation to the spiritual hierarchy. And the most important thing with comets was their relationship to their color. Color was said to define them most powerfully and so the ancients detailed much information about the colors of planets and the most spiritually significant the most auspicious and quite rare of the comets was the white or silver comet so new wise has a spiritual significance clearly and also finally we might want to consider its name which is rather curious most common of recent years have been named for the individual or individuals who discovered them. But in this case... I'm
1: not sure if you can hear me.
0: I'm not sure that you can still hear me. Okay, well, I'll keep going. Um, Yeah, Neowise is the name of a space orbiter. It's a technological instrument that tracks these things. And the fact that the comet is named after this is somewhat interesting in itself because it relates in fact to technology which is a very Aquarian instrument it gives it gives some uh, credit to technology says if humanity is not taking credit for this um, discovery and they're giving it to uh, technology which is interesting and others have said I think interestingly enough that it could be related to new wisdom, the birth or the dawning of some new wisdom in our world, um, which could be related from our perspective to the ageless wisdom. So that's very interesting in and of itself. And others have said that it could be related to the concept of new eyes, being able to see more clearly, clearly using technology perhaps to have developing an, an x-ray type of vision so there are many um, many things to be discovered through this constellation. So let me try and get the um, let's see okay so I guess, I hope, hopefully you can hear me. Sorry to have so much trouble here. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, the other thing that I was considering in terms of the name, um, Neo-wise could relate to the development of etheric vision, new eyes, developing new abilities to see that which was not, was hidden prior to this time. So those are just a few things to consider, but to just try and highlight the importance of this comet gracing our skies at this time. So now we're going to go into our meditation. Let's link in thought as a group, as a point of love and light with all throughout the world who are working in this Triangles Meditation group. Let's lift our consciousness to the highest spiritual center, of Shambhala, invoking the spiritual will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Nought shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangle Network. lift the consciousness higher still to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle You shall the energies of love, light and goodwill circulating in and around the triangle network. Sound the mantra of unification. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve, and not to exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let and demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone, let love prevail, let all people love, visualize the whole planet alight with triangles, see new triangles being formed everywhere, Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause and consider the work to be done by the words as they're poured out. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a means through which love, light, and love, and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light, within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. Where evil dwells, let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you everyone. Okay.
2: Let's see here.
0: Ne- uh. Okay, somehow you were no longer at the top of the list. Uh Uh-oh, okay.
2: Okay. Let's see. All right.
0: Hello, May.
3: Good afternoon.
0: Hi. Thank you so much for being with us and for sharing your thoughts with the group
3: thank you thank you very much and mm-hmm. before i i start sharing some reflection i would like to ask the circle who is here if they can hear me well maybe you can react to the chat and i'll say a few more words so far so good yes thank you yes it's been uh, a real experience it sounded like a galactic transmission from new wise spheres while we were listening to you. It was very interesting the frequencies that came with your with your speaking, with your sharing of your message but i um, inspired by the triangle pattern. Informing networks networks of world servers, it is really a great joy, and is well also with humility, which is the according to the ancient ones, the sense of right proportion, that I'll be sharing some reflections under the theme co-evolving regenerative patterns from networks to zones of influence. So my intention is to reflect on these three seed thoughts, uh, regenerative patterns, then we move on into triangle as a pattern informing networks, and then networks becoming communities of practice and zones of influence. And I'll do that journey to thinking together in, in about 12 minutes. Maybe then we may have time to do some real thinking together, thinking that happens on the now, on the now, on the here and now, and not totting, which relies on thoughts we had on the past. So I'd like to start by reflecting on the convergence of multiple crises that our generation is facing. And this international consensus that the same mindset that has created the convergence of multiple crises cannot solve it. And many attempts of us framing the convergence, the convergence has been superimposed by a global health crisis, so we have, you know, an exacerbated crisis. And while we're framing the convergence with, for instance, the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals Framework, there is an, uh, I would say, an ensemble of servers, of world servers, who are going further from the sustainability concept and proposing the concept of regeneration which is grounded in the deep understanding of the integral and interdependent nature of living systems, social and biotic. One of the key purposes of regeneration and regeneration framed in the 21st century is to move systems up towards higher orders of expression. It is to bring life, vitality, and viability. Vitality means life force into systems that are degenerating, both humans, human systems, and natural systems. And viability is about bringing vitality over time. And for this to happen, one of the key competences to develop is what we call pattern literacy. You may ask, but why so? If if I am a regenerative designer, why do I need to develop this pattern literacy? And we can say that life creates condition, conducive to life. So in the co-evolving dance between energy and matter, or if we want to use a Bohmian kind of framework, energy, matter, and meaning, there is a dance, there's a a co-evolving dance between these orders, implicate order, explicate order, meaning. But we know that energy creates form. And form repeats in predictable groupings or arrays that we can call patterns. So imagine waves of energy coming and creating form, and form form repeating itself, and then suddenly we have patterns. So each pattern part expresses in form a pattern that springs from the whole. So there is this dance between the whole and the part via patterns that replicate themselves. So from a nested systems perspective, when the greater holes, when the systems shift to a higher order of organization, patterns shift to a higher order as well as demonstrated mathematically by fractals, or even if we go and drink from the source of Hermes Trismegistus' perspective as above, so below, that which is below corresponds to what? To that which is above, and that which is above corresponds to that which is below to accomplish the miracle of the one thing. Does whatever happens on any level of reality also happens on every other level? So now looking at triangles as a pattern, which is a pattern that we can find in geology, biology, chemistry, and physics, also a pattern in forming network. And networks being one of the most common ways to represent biological systems as complex sets of binary interactions or relations between different bioentities. And it, it is also a form of organization used by living systems, the same living systems that the regenerative design works, the social and the biotic living systems. And one of the principles in forming networks is self-organization that uh, where both individuals or species recognize their interdependence and organize themselves in ways that support the diversity and viability of all. The diversity, we can, one can even say the viability and the vitality of all. And that's one of the quests of regeneration in the 21st century. But many such smaller, individuated communities, so I would say that networks, in the thinking of regenerative design, is the first pattern of connectivity And as network grows and transform into active working communities of practice, they start to become self-organized. So a theory that has been evolving right now is that network was a pattern that was really important in the threshold of this millennium. But now networks are transforming themselves in communities of practice, COPs, where people are learning together. Networks by themselves hold one level of complexity, but you need to start informing one another in self-actualization. And this happens when we turn networks in communities of practice. And then as you move from networks to communities of practice, the next stage in the coevolution of regenerative patterns is systems of influence. It can never be predicted when, systems of, when communities of practice can turn into systems of influence that can have an influence in the regeneration of the greater whole that in turn, regenerate patterns and regenerate life on earth, both in terms of the biotic and the social communities. So pioneering efforts that hover at the periphery suddenly becomes the norm. The practice developed by courageous communities becomes the accepted standard. And that's where we're standing right now from networks, to communities of practice, to systems of influence. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, May. Um, I wondered if you could share a little bit about how you've seen these communities of practice sharing their, um, their networks, sharing with one another. Um, I know you work a lot with communities, uh, not only Fintor, but small communities and larger cities throughout the world. And I wonder if you could share a little bit of how you see it working out in the world.:
3: I can give an example that took place about seven years ago. A series of networks decided to create a meta-network. So you had, um, like you mentioned, Finhorn being one of my roots, but Finhorn is connected to the global eco-village network that unites 15,000 plus villages in the world. And then you had the transition towns networks, and then you had the permaculture network. So you had various networks that gathered together, they're all community-led, for sustainability and climate change networks. Some working more in rural areas, some in more urban. And during some time, we discussed the possibility of creating a meta network and create a point of contribution to European debates and open an office in Brussels. So seven years ago, Ecoliz, which is a meta network, was created, was established as an entity, uh, incorporated in Brussels. It opened an office because for those organizations or networks that operate from Europe, Brussels is um, an important center of decisions for European Union, European Commission. And so that's an example today, we operate and we uh, assess, we, we influence policy, we assess grants, we comment on, and most of the briefing papers that are related to the fields of expertise of these networks that are very much connected to human settlements, how humans are redesigning their human presence in the world and where they live and how they connect the hinterlands with their settlements so uh briefing papers are commented by so so this is an example how we move from entities like finhorn into networks in the beginning of the century uh you know networks have been formed but then as we get into becoming more complex. And as I mentioned, the convergence of multiple crises, the mindset that has created cannot solve it. We need to start working from a systems perspective, systems perspective for system change. So um, one entity right now is not enough for doing the systemic thinking that we need for the systems change. So we moved from networks to meta-networks, and we start learning with one another, and aspiring in our intention to become zones of influence. But as I mentioned when I was sharing with you, reflecting with you, you never know when communities of practice start really influencing, oh, here, now, now I'm an influencer. You don't know when you cross the threshold but definitely we are in the flow towards moving from networks to communities into zones.
0: Thank you. Um, There's a number of of comments in the chat box. Can you see the chat box? I can. Okay, so so you might want to, um, if you scroll down to the bottom, some comments.
3: Yes. Um, the first one I see a 15,000 villages network, global eco village network. If you go to www.gen.org, you can see uh, some people count more than 50,000 because, for instance, one of the members of the network um, contains in itself, uh, you know, 5,000 tribal villages, so it depends how you count, but that's the official number. Global Ecovillage Network for Sanjay Kumar Sharma. Uh, Diana Rogers, thank you. It was easy to visualize the patterns developing the world, groups of people operating the needs of others, and that energy of love is food movement, patterns becoming systems of groups for the benefit of others. Beautifully, much more beautiful than... The way I explained Diane, thank you very much. Um, How to connect, at may.east.gaiaeducation.org. If you want to um, connect with me and depending on your interest I can point you to papers or to websites or to scientific papers or briefing papers on that. So these are the three I can see. The three comments, are there more comments?
0: Um, there's one that was just up there, from Alexander, uh, it's the bottom one.
3: Yes, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, Alexander. The idea is, thank you. the idea of what is, as if the idea of digital is going to be is this a comment, Alexander, I guess? Yes. Yeah. I think we can think about Triangles Network being a com- as a community of practice. And when I heard about the, and definitely, you know, in its design, because what is most important is the intentions. If you, if you created the Triangles work with the intention to be, really moving into fields of influence that's the most important is the intention it, you know when you turn into fields of influence can can never be predicted but if it's your intentionality is built upon what you're doing that's already having an impact into the patterns and into the networks into the greater whole So I would say the Triangles Network as a community of practice, particularly if I know that you meet every Monday or every month on Monday to share thoughts and to meditate together. Certainly, I think, um, and uh, I'm not sure if you have consciously adopted this this concept, uh, but... uh, if not, um, I think you have the characteristics of a of a cop. Cop. Is
1: yes,
0: there, I think. Is there any spiritual practice that is practiced by the group? Do you do you have spiritual practices as part of the, the network?
3: Our spiritual practice, as my spiritual practice, is service. Service uh, in three levels. You talk about the territory, the the proximate whole, and the greater whole. So I guess this could be seen as the golden thread that connects the these three movements that I mentioned that created a meta network. But I think what guides this service is really service more than, you know, um, meditating a certain stage Um, yes that's what i think and maybe some would meditate or have their own individual practice but um the same as finhorn like finhorn has so many trends informing the the spiritual landscape of the of the laboratory finhorn for 55 years so there is not one Practice one line of meditation, but there's a multiplicity of practices. And for many, what you know, move and ignites and is service. There was an interesting uh, comment of Steve Nation, but then there are the ones, so I lost him. May, thank you so much. Can we think of the Triangles Network as a community? Oh, that's what I already mentioned. Yes. Oh, here he is! Wonderful focus on intention, also is inv- um,
0: invocation.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I wonder if if we think about nested systems, who or what nests who? Because I think intention and invocation. A part of the same impulse. Because when you have an intention, it's as if you're sounding a note, a melodic note, to to life and wait for the harmonic response of the evocation. So your intentionality is invocatory. But I'm not sure if, if you say the invocation has an intention but make, that's how I read, is not one or the other. I think they are nested into one another. That's how I see, Steve. I'm not sure if it makes sense.
0: Well, perhaps we can close on that note, May, and thank you so much for sharing with us and, Give you our support for the continued expansion of your work and hope that one day you come back and share with us again. So let's just take a moment of silence to link with all Triangles workers throughout the world. Thank you, thank you again, thank all of you.